Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining the Life for a Purpose podcast. I am your host, Big Kev. Thank you so much for joining. If you're here, that means you're giving me a little bit of your time. And time is the one asset we never get back. So that means you're not a follower, you're not a listener, you're not a friend, you're family. So pull up a chair, relax, enjoy yourself. And again, thank you so much for coming. If this is your first time here, my name is Big Kev, CEO and founder of Laugh for a Purpose. We're a mental health advocacy group who focuses on letting people know that they're loved, that it's okay not to be okay, and that you're not alone no matter what struggle you're going through. Someone out there has been going through it as well, and, and other people understand it, and you're not alone in this battle, and we want you to know that, and we love you. So thanks so much for coming. Make sure you always check out our site, laugh4apurpose.com. Uh, find out all about us, what we're doing, where we're at, our new shows coming up, or whatever it is. And make sure you follow me on each and every social media at laugh4apurpose. And when I say all social medias, I do not talk about Facebook because we don't consider Facebook a social media platform. We consider it the pits of hell. So thank you so much for joining. I love you and I'm glad you're here and you've got a great, great show. But before we get into the show, I do want to thank somebody for sponsoring our show today. And I'm just going to thank them because not only are they our sponsor for our show, but they have also been a lifesaver to me. And I truly mean that because I was recently diagnosed as a diabetic and I always knew I was, but now I'm really taking it serious. And one of the bad things when you find out you're a diabetic and you need to change your lifestyle is some of your favorite foods have to go away. But with our new sponsor, the favorite food didn't have to go away because I am an iced coffee fanatic. I love my iced coffee. I love you. I go to Dunkin's. I go to Starbucks, uh, Bigsby, any place that has iced coffee I like to go because I like flavors. But I realized that most of the flavors I like were full of sugar. So I was looking for sugar-free coffee flavoring, and I came across Jordan Skinny Mixes. Now, Jordan Skinny Mixes not only have so many different coffee flavors that are all sugar-free, like my favorite maple donut or maple bourbon, which is phenomenal. They have caramel cheesecake, white mocha, your typical vanilla. So many that I can't even keep up on them. There's new ones every day. Glazed donuts, another great one. But they also have flavor burst for your teas or for your mixed drinks. But they're such a great company. All the flavors just burst and come out. And they don't have that sugar-free taste that a lot of people talk about. They empower you to make healthy choices full of flavor and fun. From coffee to cocktails and everything in between, no sacrifices needed. Make sure you check them out at skinnymixes.com and make sure you use the code laugh for a purpose for 10% off. Or go ahead and use my affiliate link that is on our website at laughforapurpose.com. Again, make sure you check out Jordan's Skinny Mixes. Get your syrups today. I am so excited that, that they've joined us and what a great product. What a great product. So thank you again so much for coming today. We've got a lot of things going on. Uh, if you're listening to this, we have started our Twitch stream. We had an inaugural Twitch stream and we're diving into it. So make sure you're following us at twitch.com slash TV, uh, laugh for a purpose or however you get there. And make sure you come in and say hi. I would love to have you there. 
We also are now expanding our YouTube, so make sure you're following our YouTube channel as well. We're adding new content, new deliveries, new everything every day, and we're really just wanting to enhance that. We're going to be joining, um, growing our TikTok here as well, so just make sure you're following what we're doing. And I really, though, just want to say thank you. Thanks for coming in. And I know why you're here. You're not here to hear me talk about skinny mixes. You're not here for me to talk about what I'm doing on social media. You are here for one reason and one reason only. And that is Big Kev's Joe of the Week. Get your friends, get your families, get your kids because they don't like you right now because they're back in school and they don't want to be back in school and they're but tell them to come listen to this joke of the day because if they go to school and tell everybody this joke of the day then they will be everybody's favorite person so get everybody because it is that time for big kev's joke of the week i tell you do you know what often gets overlooked Garden fences. <laughs> what a great joke. That is a phenomenal, phenomenal joke. So make sure you're telling everybody the joke and make sure you let them know that you got that joke from Laugh for a Purpose and have them come my way. But before I get over to our interview, I have to say this guest so phenomenal so amazing um i i remember him he was on the voice years ago and i remember him being on the voice it was definitely one of my favorites um but other than doing the voice he's got a book that's out he's got a podcast that's phenomenal he does photography uh he has his own um crypto that we'll get in talking about it in his own discord community for that so so much going on with this guy um but do me a favor i am so honored to have him and if you can get loud and get proud for my friend manny gabo All right, Manny, I know how busy you are, my friend. I cannot thank you enough for setting some time out for us today. So welcome to the Laugh for a Purpose family. How are you today, my friend? I'm great, brother. I'm great. Listen, I'm really humbled and honored to be here. I, mean, I love what you're doing. Totally stand by it. As you know, I alluded to the conversation we had prior to you hit and record, man. It's a, it's a big deal, man. We talk about some toxic narratives, but I'm happy to be here anywhere that I can contribute. Happy to engage with your fans, with you, and uh, let's do this, brother. I, I got to tell you, I see your, for, for those who's listening in, you can't see, you've got, I love your logo on your shirt, my friend. Like, you know, as you, oh, can, see, as you can see, I'm six <laughs> ten, four hundred pounds. So no one ever makes shirts that fit me. Right. So um, they call you tiny. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I love the shirt. I love the logo. You know, yeah, people you. Google your name and they're going to see the voice. Right. And, yeah. and that's where a lot of people know you. And, you know, yeah. I'll briefly hit on it. You're on The Voice. You're on Team Adam. Everybody love you. You did rock. Okay, that's all I care about The Voice now because I care about you and what you're doing now. Um, I appreciate that. So yeah, I did it in Spanish, too. A lot of people don't even know that. I did the, the Latin version of The Voice, too, which is pretty funny. And a lot of people just overshadowed it. Like, really? What? Wait, there's a Spanish voice? So that was pretty funny. Which one did you do first? 
I did the voice, the the normal NBC Channel Four, you know, uh, uh, season uh, season nine, and then four years later, I did the Latin NBC Telemundo's version of Level Season One. So that was fun. That is awesome, and and, and your your music is amazing, right? And and I think a lot of people will go on these shows, American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, and they build from that. You know, they build their their life yeah. from that, whether it's a podcast or song. Um, sure. with you, it's nice to put that little blurb, you know, cause it does get attention, Yeah, but you do everything now, don't you? Like you, you're not stopping You're to me, everything you do when I, when my wife asked me, she's like, what does he do now? I said, he just <laughs> tried to make, know. I just see every yeah. trip around the sun. You try to make better than the last. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like the way that you phrase that because in actuality, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. You know, granted, listen, I am so grateful for the voice. I truly, truly am. And it's one of those things that it was a journey and it was a stepping stone that allowed me to flourish in other directions. But here's the thing, man, people don't realize that. And I tell the story all the time. And it's really gratifying for me, but the voice gave me a purpose, you know, it wasn't just to sing. I mean, I found myself, which is why I resonate with you so much. I found myself in my hotel room with 30, 35 other kids with their parents explaining to them to stop worrying about the 90 seconds that you're on stage. Focus on the journey. Focus on the amazing talent, the friendships that you guys are going to make, the knowledge that you're going to acquire. Live in the moment. It's healthier. I mean, these kids were stressing out. I'm like, do you realize we just competed with 75,000 other contestants that didn't make it, and you're here. You're a final, right? You're, you're on the show, 100 of them. That's a huge amount. You're already a winner as far as I'm concerned. I could have turned around and went home. I won. I won. So I tried to just to give them a different perspective, and I, that allowed me to, to create a purpose, to create a brand name, which now I use Mojo for Musicians, which my music, my songs, which you were just discussing, uh, gives me a chance to empower and educate and inspire my ecosystem of artists. And now with my Mojo coin, I'm building a community of powerful voices like yourselves to help me with that message. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a singer. So yes, I'm grateful for the journey because it opened up many doors and it helped me ideate other uh, future, you know, products or projects that I'm engaged in nowadays. So hope that answers your question, man. It's a lot. It really is. Where, where does that passion come from where you just want to like help others and encourage others? Because we all have different journeys to get there. So where did yours come yeah, from? Sure. That's a great question. You know, it was it was somewhat innate, man. And I have to tell you, um, I almost I was almost the guy that never was. You know, the doctors told my parents to abort me. I almost didn't even make it into this world. So I've been an underdog since even before I was born. And here I'm 52 years later raising some cane. And my dad said, absolutely not. We're having this kid. I'm full responsible, right? And my mother agreed. And so 52 years later, you know, uh, I've been very fortunate to have loving parents who instilled a lot of amazing values in me. You know, I just lost my dad to COVID. So as you can imagine, it, it's been a huge void. And uh, you want to talk about mental health, uh, mental health and mental wellness. It has certainly, it has certainly affected me because when you're, you have this amazingly close time relationship with your parents, right? Sure. You know, you have your, your disagreements here and there and congruencies. That's normal. You have to, we can't all think the same, but when you're close to them for 52 years of your life and somebody who actually kept you in this world, you know, despite what the opinions of others were, it, it's a huge loss. Um, and I haven't recovered from that. I've mourned, yes, but it wasn't enough. And it still affects me. Like I'm, I, I PTSD. I'm a singer, man. 
right. performed in front of 60,000 sold out arenas. I've played in front of the bartender. It doesn't matter. I just can't be around people without feeling the sense of, uh, and then I almost lost my wife. 26 days I saw her suffer. I'm like, I can't lose her too. And we just lost our father-in-law. And then if that's not enough, here's a little test of mental wellness. You're, I'm, I'm making a point here. I know it's a little long-winded, but no, I'm no, no, you're a good. Point. And uh, Hurricane Ida, in four out for what four or five hours, washed away 25 years of my livelihood. All of my photography equipment, all of my music equipment, all of my podcasting equipment, clothing, shoes. We're talking over eighty thousand dollars of stuff that I had in my studio completely gone. So. At that point, I realized that, whoa, if that's not a cosmic two-by-four telling me to slow down, right? Because I could have I felt into this, this hamster wheel of desperation, but instead I focused on being grateful that I'm still alive. Four people died 200 feet from me. We had FEMA canoes up and down my street with Hurricane Ida. So it was pretty severe, but I survived. And with life comes possibilities. And it goes to show you, you can't focus on the void. You can't focus on the lack because that's all you're going to get. Instead, be grateful for the things that are left behind that, I, that are still here, right? But for the relationships that I managed to cultivate, you know, throughout that period before Hurricane Ida and losing my dad, that helped me get through the hump. And if you put in the hours, right, if you put in the reps, if you put in the work, the self-help, right? and I know, I know you know exactly oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. You got to do, you got to have that inner dialogue, brother. I could have sat in a corner and believe me till this day, I sit in a corner sometimes and cry like a little boy because it's tough, man. It really is tough. I got three girls I got to take care of people relying on me to, to keep their, their, their inspiration going, to keep the new music out, to keep my podcast, to keep them fulfilled. But you know what? Sometimes Manny gets a little tired, you know, who's going to help Manny. So we need to be strong enough to focus on the things that are actually going to keep us healthy. That's why I meditate, brother. That's why I do shows like this, because it reminds me there's a bigger purpose than ourselves. But here's the thing. The caveat is we have to take care of ourselves first or else we serve no one. And do you build, your, do you build a team around you? I mean, you, you, when I heard when you said I almost lost my wife, um, last year I went through a battle of kidney cancer with my wife, um, and I, I was terrified. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's one of the most terrifying things. And when I think about my life and, you know, the, what we're doing, like laugh for a purpose and everything you got going, sure. I've got a team that they may not be invested in what I'm doing, but they're invested in mm -hmm. me. Um, have you built, do you have yourself a team that helps you or is this something yeah. you do a lot on your own? That's a great question, man. You're looking at my team right now. And the reason why is financially, dude, I've been rebuilding for nine months. Remember that, you know, I'm still mm -hmm. catching up uh, on, you know, bills that fell behind because I lost all my income. Not to mention, you know, we got to remember the year before we're in the middle of a pandemic as a right. musician entertainer, like well, there, there was no career, you know? So it has definitely been an arduous task. It's been an uphill climb, but I was pretty fortunate to get some jobs here and there. So, you know, gradually when the time comes, I'm going to start branching to get some VAs and get some people. But as of right now, I do it all, man. I just hustle and grind. I spend 18, 19 hours a day creating content. I, I built a vocal booth. I re, as you can see the background, I redid my studio. Just wanted to, to um, invest in the work, man. Keep my head down. Don't think about the negative. You know, uh, keep the faith, as they would say. I know that sounds like a lot of woo-woo, but it's really right. not, man. Like I said before, you either think that it's not going to happen or you think that it's going to happen. I think I better err on the side of the, uh, the, the, the ladder. So um, it's been a difficult road, as I said, but 
you have to uh, you have to stay resilient, man. You know, because inspiration comes from the action that you take. Right. And luckily for me, I've got tons of action. Do I get tired? Hell yes. I get exhausted. I go to bed. My my face, my head hits the pillow. I'm out. <laughs> but throughout the day, I I do accomplish a lot. And yes. Uh, definitely need to get some assistance. Yeah. And it'll happen. It'll happen. But right now, luckily I'm handling the load, but it, it's taking away from certain things that I really need to triple down on that it, and doing it myself is not allowing me to, you know, post-production stuff, the petty stuff that I, right. that I um, should be skipping it <laughs> and overlooking right now, but I got to do it. I have to, and, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have anybody work for free. And see, you're like me. We got that gotta list. Like I got, I, when I get up, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to see them. I got to do this. Yeah. Are you making sure yeah. you put in those gotta lists as I got to make Manny happy? I do. I do. Not as much as I'd like to. And I know why you're asking that. And it's true. I really, my wife's telling me sometimes, like, you got to take a break, babe. You really mm-hmm. do. You need to go to the beach. You know, you need to distract yourself. And, you know, part of me is like, absolutely. I just want to just stop, take my headphones off and just walk away. But then as soon as I walk away, I'm like, oh, I forgot to do this. I should have done that. <laughs> I'm like, damn absolutely. it. I dropped the ball. Just like yesterday, man. I completely forgot I had the interview, you know. And uh, But it's all good, man. It's all good. It, it, it all plays out. And it all right. falls into place in some cosmic scheme of things. So uh, I, I yeah, live by the motto: I can, I will, I must. Like everything I do yeah. in life, I know I can one. feed. I know I can feed my kids. I know I will feed yeah. my kids. But until I make yeah. it, I must feed my kids, and I'm not making it the right priority. So I can, mm-hmm. I will, I must. Everything I do, every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the big thing that I've seen a lot of your videos and a lot of thing you're really big on is gratitude. Uh, yeah, you hardcore. Know, you have to be, be, man. Grateful for the things you have. Yeah. For the people listening, because you just literally, you lost so many people in a short time. Mm. You lost so much stuff. Mm. You lost basically everything, your whole livelihood. How how do you tell someone who says, how in the hell do you find gratitude in that? It's really simple, man. I mean, that it's very binary for me. It's a mindset. You know, either you have it or you don't. You know, you can't teach passion. You know, the way that I do it every day, I focus on the things that got me here. If I have life, like think about the per- think about the percentages of you even existing. It's astronomical. It's 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 like minute. It's it's tinier than 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 a microscopic cell or whatever the hell you want to compare it. I'm not a scientist by no stretch. So, <laughs> so the percentages we even being born. You know, it's pretty egotistical to say, well, what do I have to be grateful for? You're alive, man. If, if you're alive, you have a possibility of doing something with your life. Can't stand excuses. I don't do excuses. I don't, I don't listen to them. Right away, I cut off that toxicity. I get a lot of the backlash for that. But guess what? I don't care. Life is short. I, I get to choose who I surround myself with. I get to choose my ecosystem of people I get to, to uh, select and hang out with. And I need people healthy. You know, I need people yeah. that really understand the meaning of life and the purpose of life and the gratitude, you know, that, that it requires in life to, to be happy. And people just are focusing on the wrong things in life. And I can't be bothered with that. I'll do my part in educating those and give them another option. But, you know, there's only so much where I'm like, okay, I tried. You need to help yourself because if you keep forcing and imposing yourself on someone, you're only doing a disservice to that person. They need to fall on their face, right? They need to screw up. They need to fail to understand the value of what certain things, you know, uh, require. 
And that's the only way to do it. And it is, it's a tough relationship that I have. But I know at the end of the day, I choose to be positive and I choose to be grateful because it has definitely served me well. And that's all I can do. I can lead by my own personal experiences and examples and explain to them like you just did. I lost everything. I'm still here. What's your excuse? I'm not going to sit here and woe over you. I'm not going to sit here and play a fiddle for you. No, absolutely not. Get off your ass. Get and do what needs to be done. Period. There's no other option. It's either yes or no. Very binary. So you're doing so many different things. Mm. You know, you you got your mojo project you're doing. You you still you still do music. You do a podcast. You you come out with a book. Like, is there anything? else that you're wanting to accomplish or is it you just want to hone in on each one of those oh man i gotta tell you um between you and me and the grand piano here you know it it is it's tough to compartmentalize all the things that i do it's really really challenging and it's not for the weak of heart brother it's really not being an artist as a whole is the suckiest of suckiest things in the world. It really is, especially now. You really have to know how to build your brand. You really have to have a firm grasp on marketing. The one thing that keeps me going is my passion for what I do. You know, And it all ties into me being an artist, which is why I wrote a book um, about understanding the pivotal moments. It's not just geared toward artists. It's geared toward anyone in this world because yeah. sometimes we get into these circumstances. That's what the book Soul is about. You have to breathe. Sometimes you got to take a step back because you can't see the picture if you're in the frame. So you got to take a step back and breathe. Sometimes these defeating moments that we see as, oh man, this is over. It's just a little misdirection, right? A little, a little um, pivot, if you will. And to embrace those pivotal moments as opportunities, because that's what they are. But compartmentalizing my days is a must. You know, one day I just focus on my podcast. Wednesdays and Fridays, it's just music now. The caveat is, you have to stick to that schedule. Yeah. You have to. You cannot derail from that schedule because that's when you get into problems. One day I'll do all social media. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to handle emails. I'm not going to do podcasting. If it's a phone call that has to do with a, with a gig, sure, I'll write it down. I'll call them tomorrow. But today is just social media day, and you get more work done that way. Because if, if you don't, then you're all over the place. You get nothing done. You ever heard of the, the whole adage about trying to catch two rabbits at the same time? Yeah. Yep. You try to catch two. You're not going to catch either one. So. Um, it's just, it's difficult sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Cause I do get distracted and, and my passion leads me into that. Oh man, I should do this. I know it's really important. I should do this. I don't want to miss out on something, but you have to have that discipline. And, and sometimes it, it's, it's even hard for me, but I enjoy what I do. That's the tough part. And it gets in, it gets me into a lot of trouble. And what I mean by that is it does, it helps me Actually, it, it doesn't serve me in a sense that I'm so spread out and sometimes spread out so thin, right? And that's okay, I guess, because I'm used to it. I've done it for so many years. But right. for most, you'd lose your mind if you had to see the stuff that I do behind the scenes. It's, I'm, from one minute, you know, I'm jumping in the, in the vocal booth and the following day, I'm, I'm creating scripts and right, finding out who I'm going to interview my podcast, you know, book information. Now the mojo coin, I got to build a community on Web3, understand nope. technologies. Dude, it's overwhelming. It is. But, we we have a campaign. I don't know if you've seen it. We have a campaign called Baskets for a Purpose, right? So Baskets what this is, purpose? is we send baskets full of anxiety toys 
fidget spinners, pop balls, <laughs> all this genius. stuff. And we send it to families all over the where, world. Where, where, who, where's mine, bro? Where's hey, me mine? <laughs> I've even got <laughs> Laugh for a Purpose branded fidget cubes. Nice. But we That's send baskets great. to families whose kids struggle with anxiety, autism, ADHD. And I've been mm. trying it for six years, right? I've been wanting yeah. to do it for six years. They cost $35 a basket to send out, but we, we can't wow. afford it. So we wanted to do donations. No yeah. one donated six years ago. Five years ago, no one donated. Four years ago, mm. we got $2. And I just said, I believe in it too much. Yeah. So this year, February, um, we sent out a basket on our own, um, our finances. Yeah. And the girl who got it posted a video of her kid opening the basket on Twitter. Yeah. And it took off. And now here we are. And the past four months at $35 a basket, you can do the math. We've sent out over a thousand baskets. Wow. Good for you, man. And, and it's just that's an accomplishment, man. That's it, accomplishment. It is. And, and wow. yesterday, yesterday, somebody sent me a picture. Yeah. They went out and they got a tattoo of the semicolon like I have, but they put our logo on their body permanently. Wow. And I stopped for a minute. I'm like, we've made a big enough impact yeah. that somebody, and to me, that was a reward. Of course, I would love to be sitting eight foot taller because I'm sitting on my wallet full, right? I would love yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, I would love course. to be in a home, not a mobile home. But I'm yeah. like you, man. My family and I were homeless seven years ago. That's, like we were I'm on the you, man, I can't imagine, but you get you, it. You get it. I've had people tattoo my quotes on their body, and you feel so fulfilled and humble that you're, right because you don't. <laughs> You don't know whose life you're going to affect. That's why it's yeah. so important to stay true to yourself, man. Good for you, dude. I, I pat you on the back. If I could hug you in person, I would, man, because I can't imagine going through that. We all have our issues. We all have our doldrums of life, and uh, but it's how we overcome them, man. I'm real proud of you, man, and I'm great, I, especially because you do have a family. We have these obligations, you know. And you sometimes you got to step up to the plate, right? And and you can't if you're too busy um, moping. You yep. can't. There's no time for that. Yep. Hope is never an option for me. It must be done, just like you said. What was your little adage? I can, I will, I must. Can, I will, I must. Yep. And the thing is, out. is like I, I got really humbled by all this, and, and I've got to tell you, like I got to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to be nervous about asking people to come on the show. If they say no, they say no. But I wanted That's to it. tell you, and, and I didn't tell you beforehand because I like true authenticity, because I wanted you on the show, and you were one of the people I, I would just didn't want to get rejected by. Um, because when I was working with my therapist now, my mm. newest therapist, um, yeah, yeah. she made me realize that, see, I was the jock in high school. I played basketball. I was a cool kid, but it wasn't until now when I'm 43 years old, where I realized I was only the cool kid because I was the low end of the cool kid, right? I was the one that they picked on. I was yeah. people who I thought my friends severely bullied me and I mm. suffer daily. And I have to tell you. You inspired me because I was looking ways. I love music and music just, you know, um, like with my mental health, I listen to yeah. Jelly Roll when I can. But when it came oh, to bullying, wow. I was looking for something just to wait, wait, through Blue, it. Blue Murder. Blue Murder is Jelly Roll, right? Um, Save Me is my song. From Save Jelly Me. Roll. Okay. Save yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But when I was looking for something to do with bullying, I found your song. I found it on YouTube. You wrote a song about bullying. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it made me feel better about myself because it's wow, amazing. I was wearing those words my whole life. 
I was yeah. wearing the words right. that my friend said to me because it wasn't it wasn't a stranger who said, "Hey, fat ass, get out of the way," because I that just yeah. rolls off me. But these were people yeah. I loved and cared for, and you put it in such a way. Don't wear those words, and it yeah. it changed my life. And and you part of the reason laugh for a purpose is here is because of that song. Wow. Part of the reason oh, we're man. thriving that, is because of that song. That's um, amazing. That's amazing. And, and it's just it's just something that's really I've always wanted to thank you for it. It's really inspired me. Um, and I got to know where did that come from? Oh man, that's a great question. And you know what? That's actually based on a true story. My uh, my co-writer Bonnie Warren and myself we were uh, completely inspired by a, a story by a young girl <laughs> who, uh, like you and like myself, you know, listen. And I was a star athlete. I was a captain. I was a class president. And I still got bullied. I painted my nails. I had long hair, the whole nine. So I, I get yeah. it. I get it. Verbal, you know, bullying comes in different forms and fashions. So we were inspired by the story of this young little girl who was bullied so severely. And she came home one day um, in tears, of course, very, very hurt. You know, that, you know that tear where you're like, you, you can't even breathe yeah. because, you know, you have no oxygen left because you're, you're, you're so hurt and it's such a deep cry. And her dad and her, she decided to put post-its all over her body of all the words that they called her. And her dad filmed a video and that video went viral and got picked up by a couple of uh, major magazines, you know. Um, and we read the story. I can't remember what magazine it was. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't come to me right now. But needless to say, we just wrote a song that tied in all the elements of this mm. toxic narrative that many people need to understand is real. You know, kids can be cruel, but here's the thing as well. I didn't put full blame on the, uh, on the, uh, the person who was being victimized, right? And I kind of wanted to get the message of giving grace because the person bullying in most cases, and I know from fact, are getting bullied themselves. Whatever environment they're in, maybe their parents, maybe their friends, right? And then they project that onto you. That's why I tell everyone the first thing parents need to start doing is educating their kids to A, love themselves, yep. really, truly love themselves. It starts at home because once you embrace who you are, none of those comments right? They start reflecting off you. That's why there's a lot of lyrics in there, the armor that we build, but we need help sometimes. And uh, those are just internalized things and voids that are being projected onto you. So you can't take those things personal. Yes, they hurt. Yep. But if you have enough knowledge and the mental capacity to understand, wait a second, this has nothing to do with me. You learn to deal with it a little bit better. Now, of course, unless there's bodily harm being inflicted, that's something right. even more onto the next level, right? Yep. But there's there's a certain degree where you could defend yourself mentally and be like, right, listen, that's fine. I get it. You could say whatever you want to me. I can't even tell. Even while I was on The Voice, the first thing that they tell you in the production, they said, guys, especially the young ones, and even you, Manny, I know you're the oldest one, because I think I was the oldest one. Yeah, 40. Um, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments, but see, I'm very secure with myself. I've been, I, I understand the bully. I've been bullied. Right. But, and they would saying, who is this 45 year old who, you know, never was or has been, 
Get a real job. You know, this is a show for kids, yada, 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 yada. And so it's pretty cool, though. So what I did was I kind of flipped the script. Let's say you, you know, you made a comment. You're like, you know, what are you doing? You have no voice. You have no career. You know, get a real job. You know, stay at home with your wife, whatever. So I would take that comment and be like, wow, listen, I'm sorry you feel that way. Is this something I could have done better on the show that could have resonated with you? And I can't even tell you how many times they would message me back. And then I'd go back and the comment was removed. Right. And they'd be like, dude, I had no idea that you would even respond to me, man. You know, I just did it to see if it would bother you. <laughs> you see how malicious people can be? They crave attention, right? Hurt and I'm people glad, you know, hurt were, people. Right. And I'm glad they were transparent. They're like, you you were actually really, really cool, but you know, I just want to see if you get back to me. I wanted to see if you even read my comment. So it goes to show you you can't take any of these comments personally. You can't just can't take it for face value, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was pretty comical. So that's one of the stories that I always tell. It makes kids feel better about themselves because it's true. I'm not making yeah. it up just to make you feel better. This is actually, it actually happened to me, <laughs> you know, and I'm 45 and not for nothing. I think I'm really good at what I do. Right. So, and I understand it's very, very painful, but I want them to understand the reason behind the bullying and the song helped me just drive that point home. So I could just say, guys, you want to know how I feel? play the song and it, and it served its purpose. And I'm glad, I'm glad it served you, my man, because I'm happy to be on the show. I'm happy to see that your life, it, it, it's back to the way that you want it to be yeah. and you're growing and growing every day, but you got to keep doing the work. It's a continuous, uh, continuous battle and you have to accept that, but Hey, but you are, you're putting in the reps and you're doing the work, man. So kudos to you, brother. And I wish you nothing but uh, a much abundance and happiness and, and successful future ventures, man. And it's like I said, that's why I love, I love when you asked me, you got to ask, bro, what's the yeah. worst thing I could have said? No. Right. So what? Right. So you move on to the next person. I'm not the best singer. I'm the best at anything, man. You just keep going. Don't let those no's deter you from the end game. Yeah, it's, you know? every no is closer to a yes, and it's just one of those things I had to just yeah, get brother. in my head, you know. Um, yes, so yes, I'm, and it doesn't have to be music, but who's that one that inspires you that you look up to that was your push? Oh man, Oof. um, I guess there there wasn't just one in particular, you know. As I said before, you know, my parents raised me. Very, very well, man. I'm really grateful to have supportive parents to to help me understand those trivial moments in life, you know, right. because I never I never really had best friends. Um, I was the one that left my final exam to go make a movie back in the day. You know, we had VCRs and by the time you got to the location, you were you lost like a thousand pounds because the equipment was like so big, <laughs> you know, the cassettes were this big. Right. So I was always a creative mind. So I always catered to the more boisterous and esoteric and oh, the mm -hmm. weird guy, but I was good at sports, so I had a pretty cool balance. So like, well, he's crazy, but he can strike out people, so we'll accept him for it. You know what I'm saying? So I had a pretty good blend, you know, um, but I was always the one that kind of thought outside the box and liked to be more creative. And I got a lot of heat for that because every time I would come up with something, it was, it was really cool. Like I would be really creative. Like I directed my first play in sixth grade that apparently turned out to be better than the, the, the professors who were putting on the plays there. I put on Charlie Brown and then I did a Halloween because I loved Michael Myers. There you so go. it was in me, brother. And 
I've always been a loner. Uh, even till this day, I don't have best friends. I don't have any best friends. I got rid of all of them. They were, they were just too toxic. The drugs, um, unfortunately, in dealings with, with suicides. You know, there, there comes to a time where I, I can't cater to those needs because it's, it's, it's too toxic for me. You know, you need to get help. You need to take that next step. You know, I will drive you to the facility, but you need to do this work. I can't help you. And like I said, I can't be, uh, I can't serve as a crutch anymore because then you're doing a disservice for people. So I have dealt with that. So now sometimes I feel alone. I'd love to have a, a best buddy where I could be like, dude, maybe we got to, we got to hang out this Friday night. Right. Go see a Yankee game, whatever the case may go to a concert. But you know what? In life, certain things happen for a reason. In the past five years, you know, sure, I've been in solitude, but I've been able to really focus and grind in the things that I'm passionate about that have helped me to succeed and deal with my own personal dilemmas, my own personal. I don't like to call them demons, but let's, you know, I uh, call a spade a spade. Um, yeah. The egos that I used to have, which developed from being bullied and criticized. I did. I had an ego bigger than the stadiums that I used to perform because I didn't want to hear people's opinions because I, I thought that they were just going to utter nonsense and criticisms. And then I did a lot of research. You can see I'm, a, I'm an avid book reader. I studied you know, the brain and why people do the things that they do. And I did some inner research and I meditate. I've been close to 15 years. So again, it's all about doing the work and understanding who you are and letting but, your guard down, You know, being vulnerable and being comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. But when you look at when you look at what you do, yeah, from your motivation to your songs, yeah, to even the book, everything you do, in one way, can touch someone. And a lot of times, when we put ourselves out there, the people that we're touching with our voice are the broken. Mm. How does Manny handle? You get a lot of broken people reaching out. Thank you for this. Yeah. How do you do this? How do you do that? And, yeah. and enough broken people talk to you. It starts weighing on you. Yeah. How do you digress and how do you get that off of you? Again, man, I don't take any of those comments personal. I come from a very neutral point and I explain to them, it's a really, really simple thing to do. Just start loving yourself. Embrace that. Embrace the fearlessness that we have. Life is short. Embrace every second that you have. If something is bothering you, I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's a school. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's your husband, your boss. Get rid of it. Yeah, you deserve to be happy with yourself first. You cannot rely on someone for your happiness. You will never be right for the person who's not meant for you. Let that sink in a little bit. Mm. So the first thing that I tell people is you want to be happy, do what makes you happy and get rid of anything in that path that does not allow you to be happy. That's how you'll be happy. And if you don't do that, then it's on you because you know what the solution is. If you decide not to do it, don't expect your life to change. Because you have to do the things right that you've never done to get the things that you've never had, and it goes Ooh. with finding finding the, the the proper audience for yourself. I like that because this Christmas I cut my dad out of my life. Yeah, it's and a rough one, man. When people ask, "How do you get that? How do you cut somebody who you know is your fan?" And I, I tell this is what I tell people: I said, "Listen, when you cut somebody out of your life, it doesn't mean you don't love them. It just means right. you started loving you." Right. You know, and, and right. that's a, that's a tough thing to do. It's not yeah. always an easy thing to do, but you're right. You have to cut that toxicity out of your life, no matter how close it, it is, is to with, you. With all the love in the world, with all the yeah. love and respect in the world, I love you. I care for you. Tupac had this one quote, you know, I never, ever, ever wish you to starve. 
but you don't have to eat at my table. That's great. I want you to eat every single day, but you don't have to eat at my table. It's the that, same philosophy with love and respect, but I can't be around you. That is awesome. Simple. That, it's that, really simple. Again, amazing. very binary, very binary for me, brother. That wow. And I get a lot of backlash. I got a, I get a lot of heat for that. I don't care because I know the truth about it. You know, if you want to hold on to that pain, that's on you. You know, I can guide right. you. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Can't I can guide drink. you. But you have to do the work. That's how I tackle it. It's really simple. Really, really simple. You know, and I try to avoid one-on-ones because I feel I've always been more effective with one-to-many. You know, if I do that, I'm like, you guys want to get together in a room? Let's all talk. Let's all talk because it's, it's so much more I, I don't know how to phrase this, but it's just a lot easier because you, you get ideas and you come up with solutions when more people speak because you're like, oh, wow, that's a different viewpoint. I never would have thought about that. And sometimes they, they, they help themselves. I don't even have to say anything. I just get them together and it's, it's a cool vibe because you know tears start throwing and uh, emotional conversations arise. There's a lot of empathy and compassion and it's very therapeutic, you know, yeah. but, you know, I try not to do too much of that because it, it does, it, it weighs you down. As long as you can distance yourself and be a guide, that's great. But, you know, you have to be very careful and, and be conservative with your energy as well. So that's a great question. So what's success look like for you? Oh, man, success for me is if I could wake up every day and just be happy and be healthy yeah. that's success you know to to be able to go to a restaurant and not have to worry about how much this steak is going to cost me and, and be able to go and take my family out to dinner that's happiness for me do i need the yacht no do i need the rolls royce phantom i would love when it. it's a beautiful car it's my favorite car is this going to define and be an extension of my success no i want to wake up happy healthy right and just being able to pay my bills that's it yeah, happy that's healthy, it. Being able to pay my bills. that's it man happiness yeah, I, is the biggest piece of success Somebody asked me that, and it's so funny how you started it off, how similar we are. Somebody asked me that a couple of weeks ago on their show, and I said, yeah. I want to be able to look at the menu and not worry about what I want to taste and what I can afford to taste. That's yeah. all I want, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things is, like, we just – I have my first grandkid on the way, right? Super excited. Oh, we, just had, we just had the gender reveal party a couple days ago. Um, and my mom was in town from Florida and they're still in town. And it was just like yesterday, all the family got together. And even though I'm, some people may see it, I'm in a mobile home, right? Mm. I got a double wide. I'm in a trailer park. Wow. Um, I was so excited to have all the family over to my house, you know, and, and look what I see because you have to look, you can't always look at where you're at, but look where you came from yeah. and where you are now. And I'm looking in the background right now, right? 90% of our podcast is audio, so people won't see it. But I'm looking in the background, and I'm like, this dude's got a kick-ass fucking studio. Like, he's got some vinyls. <laughs> I see some vinyls. Yeah, I, I love see, vinyl, I bro. see all these vinyl. awesome pictures of the voice and all that in the background. Mm. But each one of those things, you had to work your ass off to get, you know, mm. down to the skull over there that I'm so infatuated with. Uh, down to whatever that little guy well, is with the eyes down there glowing at the bottom underneath your laptop. But Oh, yeah, that's another. So I, I love skulls. That was a gift from Megan from season six of The Voice. That's my bestie, man. She's another rocker. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, but you, but not, not to interject. Go ahead. 
do, do you ever stop and just, I did this, pat yourself on the back? Yeah, man, that's, that's called, right there, what you're looking at, that's my ego wall, ego, okay. complete ego. But that's not for conceit. It's not for arrogance. That's for me. Because sometimes when I get into that corner and I'm like, oh, why am I even bothering? It's just like all worth it. I'll take a breather. You know, I take my little five-second rule where I go, five, four, three, two, one. And I'll turn around and I'll be like, yeah, man, I've done some pretty cool stuff. I've worked my butt off. It's paid some dividends. I've been able to inspire people. I still write music. I have a very successful podcast. I'm meeting incredible people every day. And then I just jump right back in. You know, yeah. I get right back into the zone and get into self first over selfish. Yeah, man, exactly. See, you get it. I don't have to yeah. tell you. Great minds think alike. Yeah, dude. I'm just. It's just. Yeah. Have you <laughs> have you had a roadblock like recently? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, like I told you before, um, the loss of my dad really affected me uh, to the point where sometimes it, it has affected my mental illness. You know, and uh, I'm trying to figure out. You know where it's it's going to get to the point where I, I think I might need to talk to someone to get out of my head. You know, not not that I've ever been opposed to it, but I understand how my brain works. I know what I need to do. I just uh I just don't want to do it. Maybe not right now. And I I listen to my gut and I listen to my emotions. And I don't think I've I've uh, mourned properly because I've been so, so immersed in my work. As you can see, I mean, it takes a lot, dude. I have to create content every day. I'm, I'm putting out one single every six weeks. Brand new song. They're all recorded. Putting out a new podcast every week. Yeah. Building a brand new audience for, for the Mojo Coin in my, in my, um, my Web3 uh, Mojoverse Discord server. So there is a lot of responsibility. So perhaps I, I've never taken... Uh, enough time for me to mend i've never taken a vacation my wife and i've never been on a honeymoon we were just in the middle of craziness trying to trying to make a living so there are a lot of things that make me work even harder because you know it, i've come to that stage in my life where i deserve some time for me yeah you do but i'm also a component of like you know do i deserve it yet i know i do but i'm really i'm very bullish on myself you know uh, but you're right. You're right. We all need to take that necessary time to escape and to recharge your batteries, as they say. And maybe I haven't done enough of that. And perhaps this is an enlightening, you know, if anything, things aren't, things aren't done by coincidence. You know, this is not a mistake, this podcast. Maybe it's just to run my mind or be like, Manny, you really need to take some time off. You're going to lose your mind. <laughs> and, and it's so funny you say, you say Web3, you know, the, yeah. the crypto world and all that. And we hear yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. things about Web3 and... I just got done interviewing a guy by the name of Munchie Mafia, one of the biggest NFT guys about the anxiety in the NFT world. And that's all he mentioned mm. was Web3. And I said, yeah. I'm going to be Web4. Like, no web shit. Four. Web4 <laughs> is going to be the web where people fucking go to just because they need inspired. It's going to mm. be no more toxicity, no more bullies, no more anxieties. It's just, mm. I need a place to go. And it's going to call web for a purpose. Web I'm for a purpose. You, that's what I web that's, for a I got purpose. a big thing behind me that says oh, web that's for. Because cool, I'm going to create cool. it. I don't know yeah. how it's going to look. I don't care how it's going to look. Yeah. But I yeah. tell myself every day. And, and it's good to get a like-minded person because mm. I feel that when people are in the mindset that you and I are right now, where 
it's okay to pat ourselves on the back. It's okay to put ourselves first. And it's sure, okay to man. say, I don't want toxicity in our life. I feel that it almost borders the line of arrogance. Yeah. And that scares me. Yeah. I don't ever want to come across arrogance. You ever get that feeling like, man, I don't want to come across arrogant, but I'm fucking well, here's, good a, here's the thing. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I, I never had that feeling because if they feel like I'm arrogant, um, that's on them. You know, I'm oh, I love that person and maybe my delivery may be intimidating but that's not on me that's on you you need to be more secure about yourself like not nothing that anybody bothers me uh, nothing that anybody says bothers me i feel like i'm as good as elon musk i feel like i'm as good as the president of the united states i'm i'm as good as these people i just offer and do things differently you know it's our own insecurities that allow us to let things bother us so if you say something that bothers somebody that's not on you that's the way that they react you know, I'm, I don't make anybody feel the way that they feel. They feel because that's the way they interpreted it or that's the their emotions getting or their butts getting hurt. That's not my problem. You know, I make sure that my delivery is always clear. It's never offensive. And sure, there are some people out there that are really brash and, and then can be, you know, crass with people. And I get that, you know, because I feel that. I'm like, whoa, 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 that's just being rude. But my delivery is always professional. So I know for a fact if somebody gets offended by what I say, it's because that's their own insecurities. That's on them. And that's not my problem. I just move on. It's like Howard Stern. You don't like what I'm saying. Just change the channel, bro. There's right. tons of stations out there. Right. And you, you have three kids? Or how many kids you say you had? No, God, no. No, no not that there's anything wrong with it, but one's enough, man. Yeah, one's, one's enough. enough. And it's a girl, right? Yeah, it's a female. See, I, I, ha I have three, right? And, and I had somebody, somebody asked me the other day, you know, um, yeah. do you worry about your girls out there in the world of dating? You know? You know, because my oldest, they says, get her to have a kid. Her husband, there, he's amazing, right? Just absolutely best kid I've ever met in my life. Mm. And I told somebody the other day, if I can give you any fatherly advice, it would be as long as you can teach your daughter to love herself, you don't have to worry about mm. the decisions of guys she's going to make. She's not going to make yeah, the wrong decision no of guys if she, no she teaches to love herself. Right. And that's what you we got to do. by example, man. Yeah. Got to lead by example. Love your daughter. Treat her with respect. Shut up and listen to her when she wants to talk. That's the best thing you can do as a dad. You know, it's not. They say it's a hard job, and I understand uh, the meaning behind that. But at the end of the day, it's really not. You yeah. know, just be uh, just be very decent. You know, yeah. Just listen, listen to your kid. Always listen yeah. to your kid. Treat them with respect. I, my dad. I mean. I was disciplined. You know, I used to get out of line to get the shit beat out of me. It was cool. It was different times. Yes, I grew up okay. I'm fine, right? I don't, well, I don't, I completely believe you don't have to hit your kid. You know, uh, there's many ways to discipline your kid, but at the end of the day, you know, you do it professionally. Yeah. You do, you know, you do it a kind, mannered, and loving voice and delivery. You know, take the things away from them that they love. They hate that. They hate that shit. Your kids so, on your phone all day. Take away the phone. Take away the phone. I need this phone now. Just so if somebody would ask your daughter, "Hey, yeah. what's your dad do for a living?" Mm. What would she say? <laughs> you know, it's that's a fun question. Uh, <laughs> my daughters, my daughters, nothing like me. Oh my, they're terrified of the TV. <laughs> my, my, my daughter, she's like a celebrity in school. Everyone's like, "Your dad's done this." Uh, um, you know, from both the Hispanic community and Latin community. So, you know, yo, your dad's a rock star. He does this and that. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just Manny with a it's microphone. Manny. 
I'm just Manny with a microphone. And she's like, uh, and I'll ask her, I'll have some conversations with her. And I'm like, so how was school today? And she's like, oh, God, this other girl and this other guy told me, like, how's your dad? Like, is he going to come to one of our plays? And I'm like, I don't know what my dad's going to do. And she gets off. <laughs> I'm like, well, you don't, you don't want to be rude either, Nadia. That's her name, Nadia. She's like, um, so I don't know what my dad's doing. You know, yeah, he's a rock star. That's all. That's what he does. That's his world. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it's funny, but at the, at the end of the day, I'm glad she's not like me. I, I, don't, I don't want my daughter or kids to be in this field. Like being an artist, it, it's, it's a rough racket, man. You know, if, if she wanted to, that's a different story. I would right. fully support her 100%, behind you 100%. But I would also help her understand that this isn't i'm going to put up a video on youtube and it's going to go viral and all my dreams come true because that's the furthest thing from the truth and that's yeah. the misconception that kids have that want to go into the space is there hopes and possibilities of becoming successful by tiktok videos and instagram reels? hell yes but you can't rely on that that's the that's that's like um you know what? I don't. I don't even want to use that because I'll get into a lot of trouble. But it, it's it's definitely a far fetched concept to think that you know you're going to make it famous just because of one video. It's not. It happened. It has happened, but you can't rely solely on that. It's a lot of grind. It's a lot of talent. It's a lot of consistency. You know, it, it's um, there are a lot of variables and components. Yes, there are. Lies that will help you get to that level. It's the context, the networking takes 10 years to make it overnight. That's, that's still the same formula and it still holds true. Occasionally, you know, you'll step on a, a pile of shit and yes, that's great and dandy and good luck. That's awesome. I wish more people encountered that experience. Yeah, few and far in between experience that level of success. So let's say you get into a, um, I've asked this question a few times and, and, and your answer is just gonna throw me off, I think. You get into an elevator with a 16-year-old yeah. Manny. What do you say yeah. to that young man? Oh, man. Whatever you do, don't let your ego get in the way, and you'll be fine. That's the only thing I'm going to tell him. Don't let your ego get in the way. Um, mm. And I think that's the one lesson for me going back in time, because I had a problem with everybody's opinions. I thought I knew everything. And again, that, it's apart from growing up and getting you know, ridiculed and shunned. And, and I'd let words affect me. I would be like, listen, love yourself. You're amazing. You're going to do incredible things, but don't let your ego get in the way because that will hold you back. That's what I would tell the younger self. Wow. Speak from experience on that one, huh? Big time. Notice how quickly I answered that one because yeah. that did hold me back. Yeah. It wasn't about the money. Don't become a doctor. Don't do anything else. Still do what you love. You know, I probably would have said educate yourself a little bit more you know it's great that you wanted to film movies but you might want to go to either film school because back in the day we didn't have the internet you right. know we had nope. the brick and mortar facilities that we had to go to i would have said educate yourself if that's what you really want to do be the damn best filmmaker or musician or whatever it is that i that i want to do at the time which was you know make movies and ironically enough i i, you know, I don't even do youtube videos occasionally i do if i have right um a heartfelt message that I want to get out to the world. Sure. But uh, yeah, that's what I really loved doing and, when I was young. And it's so funny as we, as we close up, it's so funny that that's, that's your answer to that because in this beginning of the conversation, we talk about how 
people need to put themselves first, mm. self first over selfish and how people yeah. need to love themselves and people need to see their value. And then we, yeah. we get towards the end here. It's like, don't let your ego get in the way. Yeah, so yeah. that's see, a there's balance. a difference though. It, there's a difference though. There's a difference. The ego that I'm talking about was detrimental. Like taking care of yourself for me in a nutshell is of course, engaging in the things that make you happy, educating yourself, having those inner dialogues, put you first, understand who you are first, because you cannot pour from an empty cup. We all know that. The ego that I was talking about was that I didn't want to hear anybody's opinions. I could care less what you had to say. No, you were wrong. Regardless if you were right or wrong, I didn't, I, I didn't want to hear it. My way is the highway. So there's a difference there. you know. Um, and I've learned the hard way. I have destroyed great relationships you know, I've missed opportunities. I have missed events where I come. I was so focused on the end result of how much did we make on the show? Uh, was it a sold out crowd or, you know, the elements that really didn't matter to me at the time, you know, at the time. Um, and I missed the journey, you know, that's yeah. another part. That's part two of what I would have said to my younger self. Stop the egos. Enjoy every second. Really, really live in the moment. You're going to be all right. Yeah, it's not about the end result. Enjoy that no. journey. Enjoy Boy, that. Man, you wow. Enjoy that journey, brother. And that's tough for me. Till this day, it's tough because, you know, it's a struggle, but it's more rewarding, you know, when you finally get to that part where you're like, oh, yes, I did it. Now let's move on to the next thing. I always, I always embraced that, that trajectory, if you will, you know, but it's, it's tough for a lot of people to really embrace that because the, I was never a patient kid either, but I learned to be patient because I had no yeah. choice. <laughs> You know, my dad was the most patient and oh my God, he would sit there with a fishing pole for hours, <laughs> for hours until he got a bite. I'd be like, I read casting, pick it up. I just couldn't, man. I had no patience for that. But, and I learned that, you know, it's funny now that he's gone, it resonates even more with me. You know, you start reflecting, wow, now I realize now that he's not here, how important all the things that he instilled with me are. You know, yeah, they got me through those those difficult times. Yeah, and I, we got another single coming out soon. I um, do, bro. Twenty uh, sixth. Yeah, twenty sixth. That's good. and it's a it's a big one, man. It's a tribute to my grandmother, also very powerful woman who taught me so much, and also I combined a tribute with my dad. You know, it was an original oh. Seven Dust song that they wrote um, called Angel Son. It was a tribute to the lead singer of Snot. And uh, what I did was I just convoluted, wrote it in Spanish, and. Um, mm -hmm. It would be cool to sing with Seven Dust on stage. And you know what? It'll happen. I'm putting it, it out there. It'll happen. I put my heart and soul into that song, and I guarantee if they listen to it, and when they listen to it, they're going to be like, wow, this guy really, really edified us because this song is fantastic. I'm really proud of it. It really is. And I'm not even talking about the vocals and the singing, but all the elements came together. When you put your heart and soul and you invest your passion into a project, it just feels right. This is it for me. Yeah, this is the one. And if you don't know Spanish, it's okay. It's up to, yeah. yeah. So we have a question before we get to, we have a question we ask every single guest at the end of the show, no matter how sure. we make every away, man. the exact same question. Uh, but before we get to that question and before I get to the closing, cause I'm going to do something different than I've ever done. Um, sure. Where can people find you? What do you got going on? What's next? Oh man, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Anything that has to do with Manny Cabo, just go to mannycabo.com. That's the website, uh, my podcast, the book, um, join me on, uh, my discord, you know, everything is on there and anyone who comments on this podcast, 
I will also gift them a free coin. Just download a Solana wallet, a Solana wallet, and I will gift you a free coin. That's my gift to your audience. That's awesome. And I'm doing something. I like to do contests. So do not go back. Do not rewind. Do not look it up on Google. Try to use your own brain. And if you could tell me what season of The Voice Manny was on, email me. The first email I get that says what season correctly, I'm going to purchase one of his books and send it directly to you from Amazon. So <laughs> that's awesome. Cheat. <laughs> But anyway, so the question, Manny. Yeah, yeah. Again, no matter how personal it is, you got to answer it. Is dude, I, I got nothing to hide, man. I'm too old for that shit, man. Exactly. So the question I ask every single guest is: Yes. What toppings do you put on your hot dogs? What <laughs> toppings? Oh man, yeah. love sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. Sauerkraut and mustard. Yeah. Here we go. Just yeah, I do. I'm, I'm simple man with that i love all types of food but yeah sauerkraut and mustard i'm, I'm okay with that because i made it see so i was talking to ufc uh ufc hall of famer kenny florian right um yeah. we were in a deep conversation you know he lost his brother and i just got in that like i want to make this uncomfortable situation a little and i just asked what kind of so i said That's i was gonna ask great. everybody that but i also wrote down on a piece of paper that every hot dog that somebody mentions i will try at one point mm. And I hate some people because some people around here put mayonnaise on hot dogs. And I, <laughs> ouch! So I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna throw a hot dog on the grill when we're that's, done. Oh, that's that's sour, great. Dude, yeah. I'm good. Hey, listen, but, man. I I don't I don't knock anything. I try it first. You know. Oh man, don't try mayonnaise on a hot dog. I'm no, don't do it. It's like it should be tab. It should be outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do, Manny, and I, and I want to change it up for this show. For I just it's sure. Just, it, it's it's our right. It's our show. We can do what the hell we want, right? We can. What sure I show. do yeah. is I interview the guest and then I pre-record a beginning, you know, talking about what we got going on and, you know, sure. the guest. And then I pre-record it or record it in just to motivate people, like two minutes of motivation. I'm not going to sure. do that. I want you to do that. I want you just to give a couple minutes of some good words and some motivation to the whole audience. And, and then after you're done, I'll end the show and we won't worry about recording and ending. We're just going to let you end it for us because, um, you inspire me, man. You, oh, you, you made me today because family was here yesterday and they're asking me, what is this laugh for a purpose thing? What is this thing you got a grant for? You know, why do I see people in town with your shirts on? What is all this? And, mm. and, when I was talking about it, telling everybody, I was like, man, I hope I didn't come across, you know, arrogant. But then I thought self first, not selfish. I, I was okay to talk about yeah. it. And well, how and, the hell are people going to know you exist if you don't talk about it? I mean, come on. It's like the tree that yeah. falls in the woods and nobody hears. Does it fall? I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> you know? so, so you've given me a, a newfound hope that it's okay to pat myself on the back. It's okay to take yeah. those minutes. I, I thought I was. I thought I was outlandish by having those days where I'm like, okay, Monday is just this, Tuesday is just this, but but you and I are in the same wavelength, so I, I appreciate it, and I do really, from the bottom of my heart, not for the show, because I could care less if it was on the show or not, your bullying song helped me heal. So oh, that's awesome. So I truly, I, I listen. Truly send me a testimonial that. of how you feel. I will post it all over my my socials and let people know how you felt because your words, your words, not mine. The song, yeah, great, but your words can help someone else. So you do that for me, and I, I will. will in turn get your message out as yeah. well. So I, I sure will do that, and I'm going to send you I your book so you send can it find to it. Um, I got to say though, I have to admit the one thing I am jealous about you on. My wife will tell the world. 
I still right. today have a man crush on Adam Levine, and you got to meet him. So uh, <laughs> that's a good looking. He's man. a good looking son of a bitch, though. I will tell you that. Good guy, really, really talented, really talented yeah. guy. He really, really is. I mean, um, he's one of those guys where he's he's really difficult um, not to like. You know, and yeah. I can understand how hey, he can be very intimidating. He could be that guy, you know, because yeah. he can be. Yeah. But uh, with us and the experience of the show, it was it was nothing but pleasant, man. Really talented, really cool guy. He's really tall too. Uh, like I'm six two, and he's almost my height, so he's tall. He's not short. I'm six eight, six nine. So, oh man, you're a beast. Yeah. That, that's why I said they call you tiny. Of course, yeah, exactly. Makes perfect sense. But yeah, do me yeah, a favor. Man. Just take a couple minutes and just um, for the people listening who just need a little boost yeah. up. Speak to him for absolutely. Me. I, I I'd love to, you know. And uh, for all of you out there, just remember, embrace who you are. Always, always think of yourself as the one person who could offer this incredible uniqueness to the world. Because guess what? It's true. Don't measure your success by using somebody else's ruler. What you have to give is good enough. Work on yourself. Don't overextend yourself. As I said before, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So please serve yourselves first. And any criticisms that are being brought onto you have nothing to do with you. Those are insecurities and voids that people have internalized that they want to project on you because they're intimidated by something amazing that you are offering and will offer in the world later. So that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give you. And I took my own advice and uh, keep your ego, put it in your pocket, learn as much as you can, but love even more. I'll leave it with that. Oh, and I know I don't even have to ask this permission, but I know many will agree with these next words. For everybody listening, just remember that I love you, I respect you, and if it comes down to it, I will protect you. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, brother. <laughs>